I can't see it the best of times. Um, oh, what a knob. <laughs> uh, that's getting cut. Um, <laughs> I'm not releasing that to the public. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you think you think he's joking? Like literally, I called Kenny Ed all the time. Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. The thirteenth episode of the pod. I think we're calling it X I I I now. I believe. Some executive decision making. Um, week three's in the books. It was a good week. Some surprises, some some not surprises. Um, yeah, no Martin this week. I'm just joined with uh, Mark and Craig. Um, you know, some would say that's a an upgrade. How are you, fellas? It's a step in the right direction, I think. Yeah. How are we doing, boys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, any betting successes this week? No, God, no, not at all. Terrible. Um, I, I I figured out that in order for me to try and even nearly catch up with Martin, I had to start throwing in some ridiculous um, long odds. So I went on a stupid 13-team accumulator, um, missed on, I think, three of the games. So zero. Again, brilliant. I, I, went, um, I went shorter than that. I, I, I thought I've got to make some significant strides, but I want consistent. I went for a pretty... What I thought was a safe, I think I've heard a five-team Aki that literally fell apart, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fell apart with what I thought were homers, so killed it. Yeah, I, I went for a, a big accumulator as well, and I think all it's proved is that Martin is the luckiest human being alive. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself, so let's absolutely pile into him. He is the luckiest <laughs> human being I've ever met in my he's life. De- he's definitely cheated somehow, surely. Yeah, there's no, there's no that- way. That's I, I want to see the bank lucky, statement. Though. I want to see that yeah. bank statement without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe it. I, I do believe it. He is very lucky. He is a lucky man. He's the type of guy that finds like twenty pound on the street and shit like that. You know, like, he's lucky. <laughs> he, he he could fall into a barrel full of cocks and come up sucking his own thumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So we've got a quiz coming up. We've got um, an update on our pet project, the Village Idiot. Uh, see how he's getting on with the Cardinals and we've also got reviews of games and some previews and some other stuff so should we crack on let's get on with a quiz I've got a little quiz for you this week so when I was in India over the over the winter I there was a channel on Indian cable TV which basically showed 24 hours of Key and Peele I don't know if you ever watched Key and Peele no idea no, they're I sat- can't say I haven't well they're Saturday Night Live guys who are quite funny um but they, they did a little sketch, and it's good that you haven't seen it, about um, a foot, well, it's a football, uh, like the, the top of a football match where you get the players introduce themselves. So what I've got for you is basically some of the names from that and some genuine NFL past and present players. And all you need to do is tell me if they are Key and Peele or NFL. Simple as that. So let's start from the top. We'll go for Mark. Number one, fair hooker. <laughs> fair hooker. Yeah. Fair hooker. I'm saying is NFL. That is correct. He was a Cleveland Browns receiver. Had to be. Had to be a Browns player, didn't he? Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, uh, Craig. Nyquilus Dilwad. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, Christ. <laughs> it's got to be Kill and Peel. That can't be a real person. That is man. correct. It's Key and Peel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mark. Bismo Funyuns. Oh, Gizmo Funyuns. I've Bismo. Oh. Bismo with a yeah. B. Bismo Funyuns. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going NFL. Uh, no, that's wrong. It was uh, Key and Peel. <laughs> Key and Peel for that one. Uh, Craig, so that's uh, one each, yeah? One each. Um, why, why, did I think, why did I think there was anyone called Bismo that was <laughs> Funyuns, more importantly. Uh, Craig, to take the lead, Jaquizki Tart. Jaquizki Tart. Oh, that's got to be the... What's it called? Key and Key Peel? And Peel. Key and Peel. I will. Yeah, I will yeah. put a link up to the video on on uh, on the Twitter feed when uh, we're finished here. Yeah, do it. Key so and you're going Key and Peel for Jaquizki Tart. Yeah. No, he's a genuine NFL player. That's Jaquizki Tart. I believe he's a defensive that's nonsense. back. What okay. are you doing? So that's still one each after two two goes each. So mm. Mark. Yeah. Ashton Ubotty. <laughs> Because that's that surname sounds really weird, but if it's spelt in a slightly different way, it might not be like me. Might, might be spelled like you. It might be a camel situation here. We yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm going NFL. <laughs> and that is correct. He is a former Buffalo and Jacksonville cornerback. Yeah. So Mark Lee's two-one. <laughs> Moving on, we're going for another one. Proponzo Thorpe. Craig Craponzo Thorpe. Craponzo. NFL. That is correct. And he played for my Chiefs. He was a wide receiver from 2005. So we're two each, two each. Um, get in. Okay, so. Yeah, we've got one more each. Yeah. And then we have, if you both get it right, I've got, I've got a decider for you. So, Mark, Gullius Boozler. Oh, I'm, not having, I'm not having someone called Boozler. I'm going um, Keelan Peel. That's correct. Uh, so, Craig, to <laughs> yeah. stay in the game, to stay in the game. La Charles Bentley. Charles Bentley. La Charles Bentley. Kieran Peel. We have a winner. It's Mark. La Charles Bentley is an NFL player. So not absolutely ridiculous namage. Imagine that might have got to the point where I felt like the Charles Bentley was a bit tame. So the the, um, the, the, the tiebreaker that I had is um, this is a beauty. Laquivanti Speedy Gonzalez. Oh wow! That's a that's NFL. I'm saying NFL, yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Well, he's not NFL yet. He's a college guy, but. Um, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's some name, isn't it? That's some name. Anyway, nice, the nice. Yeah, Mark, you you uh, you take home the bacon, and you know, congratulations. Some, thank you. I think somewhere, listen to this. Martin is gutted that he hasn't won another quiz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, he wouldn't have got any of them, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, I was just looking at my running order there and realised it was for completely the wrong week. So, week three's in the books. Uh, big week, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of football. Funnily enough, a lot of injuries, a lot of surprises. Really, I don't know where to start. Um, 
I get. I guess the place to start would be Minnesota, wouldn't it? I, I think you can't go far wrong from there with the the result that not many people predicted, despite um, the Vikings being undefeated going into it. Yeah, I, I yeah. watched. I watched this game. Um, with everything that's been going on with the Vikings, it it's hard to believe that they they can pull results out like this. I mean, where do they keep pulling this from? It's it's incredible. They've lost Adrian Peterson. They've lost their starting court, quarterback. It it kind of it kind of shows you potentially why they've they made the move that they did, and uh, you know defenses win championships. That's what they say, and this defense is unreal. Do you, do you, do you think that what what's happening in Denver and what's happening in in Minnesota is actually a change in the guard from these really high powered offenses that sort of with Duraguer for the last sort of five or six years. Do you think there's now a shift in the balance of power? Maybe going back to what we said last week about the, or a couple of weeks ago about the franchise quarterback situation, there's a shift in power where teams don't want to put themselves in a position where they're beholden to a quarterback. Maybe it's easier to build a squad that's capable of, capable of competing with a serviceable quarterback and uh, an awesome defence. I think it goes to um, what maybe we might talk about a little bit later. And um, I think it's the type of coach that you are. And I think it's also, you've got to make use of what you have. If you come upon a Von Miller and you see that happening two years in advance, you might want to start building your franchise to get the best out of that player for the time that he's going to be there and the time they're going to be at their peak. And I think that's what we're seeing. I think if you're going to miss on a big you know, home run hitter of a quarterback. Uh, and you've got some pieces where you can get, you know, elite pass rushes where you're going to disrupt the quarterback. You know that that can win you games and that can win you championships. So I think it's about what's available at the time, uh, type of coach you are, and um, yeah, how you can get the best out of who you have then. I think what you said there right at the end, what type of coach you are is definitely right because there's not, clearly there's not that many coaches around that can set up defences um, in the way that Mike Zimmer is at um, Minnesota, in the way that the guys have over at Denver. And the guys that they have available are crucial. If you don't have those big guys, then you've got to go high power on offence. There are clearly some teams that are, are trying to do both. The Cardinals are someone before week three anyway that you would assume would be the type of team that had that championship winning defence but also had the big hitters on offence. Um, but I think, you know, some teams I think are now looking at defences and that's, you know, maybe start there rather than look at the offence first. I think it's, it's interesting to see how it progresses and if who ends up winning the league this year will be will be quite interesting. Another another team that, that shocked, shocked everyone really was the Bills. They had a, a crushing win over the uh, Cardinals. Unfortunate for our village idiot, but quite good for one of our... One of our number. Uh, I've got to be honest. I I picked the Cardinals in my acre to to do the business this week, and and they they came up short. Yeah, um, I also picked the Cardinals in my acre. So harping back to our discussion on punting a couple of weeks ago, never bet on your own team. Whoops. Um, but yeah, I thought the the Bills looked decent in this game. Finally, the defense turned up to play. Um, Tyrod Taylor again wasn't particularly wonderful. Um, he was all right. But Carson Palmer struggled big time on 50 attempts, 26 completions and four interceptions, no touchdowns. Um, the, the Bills defense came to play. It goes back, I guess, to what we said on the said against the Vikings. Offense did enough to get it done, um, especially Sean McCoy had a good game. 
Um, but their defence turned up in the secondary where they couldn't stop anything against the Jets the week before. They played really well here um, and they managed to do what they needed to do. David Johnson still had a good game, but the Bills defence shut it down and Carson Palmer struggled. Yeah, uh, do you think, I mean, 50 attempts for Carson Palmer and you've got David Johnson who seemed to be running the ball all over the, all over the Bills. I mean, why? I don't know. I, I, I guess it was situational, but I don't know. I mean, are the, are the, is it time to panic at, in Arizona or not? I, I don't think so. I think that the um, situational is right. From watching the game, they were down early. David Johnson still had 19 attempts, and and like I said, he was was playing well. But they found themselves down big by half time. They had to air out in order to try and bring the game back. And um, Carson Palmer not playing brilliantly. And it kind of seems at the minute with those receivers, if Larry Fitzgerald doesn't have a good game, the, the other weapons that they've got there, Michael Floyd, John Brown, they've not done a huge amount recently. And, and once again, they didn't really turn up. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a massive surprise. I too had the cards to take that. Um, I had Fitz expected him to do well, given the Bill secondary the week before. Um, I don't know whether it was the Bills getting better or the cards just not executing or not being very good. Carson Palmer looked a shadow of his form last year, but looks very much like the Carson Palmer at the end of his days in Oakland. So I, I, I think there's definitely stuff to worry about there. Um, uh, and that, that's a, that is a worry for me because I think, you know, I, I still think Fitz has so much to offer. It feels, uh, how he keeps going year after year is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but somebody's got to get the ball to him. Uh, and, you know, really pleased with Shady. Shady's great, great, great game for him. Moving on again, the team that seems to to just never have anything to worry about, the New England Patriots, steamrollering, absolutely steamrollering a Texans team that took apart the Chiefs the week before, who who looked really good against the Jets. I, I mean, with third-string quarterback, it's, it's madness. How do they keep doing it? Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is unbelievable. And, you know, we, we all know. I, I, I'm no fan of New England, uh, and, and I really? cannot stand. No <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's mental. You've got you've got uh, third string QB going up against arguably the most dominant defensive player of the last five years, and and you shut them boys down you shut them boys out i don't think he got i don't think jj what got near his jersey did he i mean it it was it was something to watch uh bill belichick he he just knows there was a, a point in the in the broadcast where the reporter said that the day before she interviewed belichick and he talked about special teams and we saw how important special teams were that game and you just think sometimes you just you just know mate you know <laughs> it's mental um I don't think the offensively the the Texans didn't have a snap in the Patriots half, did they? Couldn't move the ball. Yeah, I, no, genuinely, I don't. I don't think they once got into the Patriots half, which is staggering, really. Are they going to go sixteen and zero? Brady's going to come back. He's going to be one. He's going to be pissed off, and they're using a tenth of their playbook. I would I would suggest with Jacoby Brissett starting. So, I mean, it's a fright, a frightening thought, really, as to what they're going to achieve on when Brady's back or, or sorry, sorry, Mark, 
have we been hoodwinked into believing that Brady is this irres- irresistible force, or is he a is he a system quarterback? I think there's a that's a really really good question. I think that a lot of people are questioning now because if you can throw Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo in there without Gronkowski for the vast majority, including this week, I think he was only on the field for like 14 snaps or something like that, and they're still getting the results and the performances that they are. I, I tell you what, I think it's all I think it's all Belichick. The man is a, the man's a genius. You'll never hear me jump to the defense of Tom Brady. However, in the interest of trying to be impartial, I will say this. Even if Belichick is this football genius, this football god who just manages to know how to always win, it ain't easy being successful in that system. He has not played before. And they have been worse because of it. So regardless, even if he has been blessed by playing his whole career under the greatest coach of all time, that in itself is still a reasonable achievement. Let's have a look. Uh, the, the Chargers and the Colts shared a bit of a bit of a shootout. Yeah, interesting game. Um, I think they're both still really entertaining sides um, to watch. I, I do think, and you can see it from an awful lot of the game, that if you can get at Andrew Luck, you can cause him problems. He he didn't again for a lot for large periods of the game. He didn't look overly comfortable, but they did enough, and the Chargers suffer from this so much that he, they didn't look particularly good. I don't think the Colts throughout an awful lot of this game, but they did enough to find a way to win. Um, Chargers managed to shoot themselves in the foot time and time again um, and managed to throw it away with a fumble towards the end. Colts, Colts hung on to win it. Really entertaining game. T.Y. Hilton finally turning up for fantasy owners and he looked really, really solid. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting one with that, with that team. I'm, I'm not convinced by the Colts. I, I, I think there's they've got a lot of defeat potentially in them. Um, not not sold on them at all. I think the Chargers actually look far better in this game, but managed to throw it away right at the day. Yeah, it only uh, Philip Rivers still worries me, uh, and how uh, Benjamin managed to get nothing out of that game, I have no idea. Um, but uh, to be honest with you, I think that I think that was two bad teams. I, I don't think either of them are doing much this year, uh, and actually, I don't think there's much fantasy relevance in our, in either side. No, Hilton's a, Hilton's an interesting one. If he can get going, he looked he looked pretty decent. Finally, he's not had a great game um, and great season up to now, but he he's finally getting going. And Gordon's an interesting one. He looks like a totally different player this year than last year. The running back of the Chargers, he's finally found a way. Zero touchdowns last season, um, mm. and I think he's already on three or four for this season. He he's coming good and looking good for fantasy owners. And you probably got him quite late in the draft as well, which is which is good. You're seeing some good value out of him. Talking of a team who frustrate fantasy owners, let's talk about Dallas. They had a uh, a good win on on Sunday night. Um, their rookies really showing up for them. Yeah, I mean, listen, it. What I like is that offensive line looks like it's starting to have that that power that we thought they had, you know, two years ago. Um, I love that they're just giving Zeke the ball um, and. You know, you you got to give it to the rookie quarterback. you got to give it to the rookie quarterback there. He, he's not turning the ball over. I think the stat is the, the longest um, pass attempt for a rookie quarterback without throwing an interception. That, and I, I, I think he surpasses Tom Brady in that. So, it's, you know, they might be dump-offs, but 
their, their passes and, and, and he's definitely looking good. I, I, I don't mind that Dallas side. Um, Dez going down, worry for fancy owners. He probably, over, to be honest, at this stage, you've overpaid for Dez Bryant, um, uh, probably. So, um, yeah, only downside. But if you've got Ezekiel Elliott, as I do, you, you're probably pretty happy. They are desperate for that guy to succeed, aren't they? Because he's not setting the world yeah. on fire statistically. At all. At um, all. But no. they're just desperate for him to succeed. And that guy's going to have a two-year career if they keep running him into the ground the way they do it. You know, He's not going to survive that, many, that long with that workload. Um, so that brings us on finally to the, uh, the elephant in the room, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> and the game. I've, been waiting, I've been waiting for this <laughs> for two days. I'm so excited. It was, oh, yeah. it was a dismantling of such epic proportions. What it reminded me of was, you remember that, that, um, that Man City, Man United game at Old Trafford when Balotelli oh, scored? And, and, it, and it was essentially Kansas City essentially pulled down wait so wait a minute if we're gonna we can talk about football if it's to kick me in the nuts is that the rule yeah is that, is that the rule absolutely <laughs> uh, because not only are you a United fan and they lost in that game but you are a Jets fan and I am a Chiefs fan and what happened today was that Andy Reid essentially pulled down the pants of the New York Jets and stuck his middle digit up to the second knuckle in gave it a little twist and pulled it out again said thank you very much and walked off that was a bumming of the highest order. Yeah, listen, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going to take my lashes for now. Um, you know, we got some we got some stuff to talk about later. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going I'm to take my lashes for now. Look, uh, outplayed, outsmarted, outgunned. It it was it, it wasn't good. The only um, high and the highlight, no, uh, not even highlight, something that will pacify me is that there was no, we've lost this game. Uh, and we were clearly beaten. We clearly had no, and you might argue, you know, unnecessary turnovers, but I, I don't mind that. You know, I, I like, I, we're going to, again, you know, we're going to, I think we're probably going to move into it pretty shortly. And I like, I like a quarterback. I like a coach says, you know, let's go and 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 Favre that you know I'm a big Brett Favre fan some games you see him chuck stupid balls you can't understand why others they're massive plays and Fitz looked horrible but he kept chucking the ball and uh I, I can live with that I mean for, from a chief perspective that was what you expect really um good on defense serviceable offense but you don't know what what Chiefs is going to turn up week to week. I mean, on that on that evidence, putting away a fairly decent side in the Jets so comfortably, you'd, you'd have to say they look like playoff contenders. But at the same time, they got absolutely dicked by a team that <laughs> got shut out by the Patriots this weekend. So I mean, <laughs> what what team shows up? I mean, what does it say for the for the NFC East as well? I mean. That Jets Patriots game. <laughs> I mean, Brady's going to be back for that. I mean, it's not looking uh, not looking great for them. Um, you have to remember, just to temper that, the Jets have the same problem, and there we will look better than that. Our offense will look better than that. Our defense, we, you know, that is one of the best defense, or at least front lines, front threes, front fours in the league at times. So. It, that can happen in the NFL. You can get these little these results and get these aberrations. You know, we, we've got to learn from it. 
but I'm I'm not I'm not all down. I, I think what it says is the NFC, the AFC West is looking like a pretty decent conference. You've got you've got the Chiefs who are, are decent. The Raiders are looking good. Broncos are looking probably one of the best teams, and um, the Chargers aren't looking too bad either. So I, I don't get the NFL sometimes. It's it's a weird fucking sport. Mental. How, how can you have the Jets who who absolutely trashed the Bills secondary and then go in and can't then throw six interceptions the the week following, um, and then the Bills stop everything that the Cardinals pass attack has to chuck at them. Um, and the Jets go and get demolished by the Chiefs. It doesn't make any sense at all. I, I, that's why I love it. None whatsoever. Um, we'll leave week three there. I think that sums up pretty much all of the action. I mean, uh, crushing losses again for the Jags, which, you know, Gus Bradley's on the hot seat now. And, you know, uh, Carson Wentz looking really good. And, I mean, we should probably talk about Carson Wentz, actually, in, if we uh, have a little stroll down to the fantasy corner. Who's picking that? Who's picking that? Well, listen, rookie QBs are doing well, aren't they? And uh, Car- Carson Wentz, what, how many points is that? Uh, I'm not sure without looking. Um, as as all good podcast hosts are, I am armed with a phalanx <laughs> of stats. Um, no, I don't know. I th- I, he's He's looking really good, though. If you're in a if you're in a bind, say you've got Marcus Mariota as your starting quarterback, and you pinned your entire season on Marcus Mariota being the quarterback what that you thought kind he of, might be. What kind of idiot would do that? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? But if you were one of those guys, is he a kind of guy? Would you pick him up? Let's do a little. Uh, we'll take a leaf out of Matt Berry's book here. Start sit. Would you start Carson Wentz over Alex Smith? Well, at the minute, yeah, I would. I'd sit him. I'd start him. Sorry. Just a yes or no, Craig. No, no, Alex Smith. Uh, okay, we'll go down the list a little way. Carson Wentz or Jameis Winston? I go Wentz. Matt Ryan. 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 Fair enough. So I mean, he's he's sort of he's in the shout of becoming a regular starting QB, isn't he? Yeah. If he carries on. Um, I think for me, it's it's a lot to do with who he's throwing the ball to. Is what would put me off him a little bit when your top receiver in the previous game is Darren Sproles, and Sproles had a great game, but he's not going to do that every week. And after that, Brent Selleck, Doriel Green Beckham, Aguilar, they're okay, but they're, you know, I think they're just as capable as um, chucking chucking a couple of pies in there as they are doing it, whereas Matt Ryan has got Julio Jones to throw the ball, so that's why I would look at other teams other than Carson Wentz. But Carson Wentz has been fantastic so far. Wentz or Simeon, just to finish that off? Uh, Wentz, for me, actually. Don't wreck Simeon. I, I'm going Simeon. Yeah, Simeon's got the weapons, hasn't he? Simeon's got the weapons. And basically, you're doing my you're doing my waiver priorities now. So, well, this is what I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I didn't want the home. I didn't want. <laughs> um, looking at um, looking at some other injury situations. Shane Vereen's gone down. I mean, these are all. My, I'm renaming my team this week, guys. I don't know if you know, but I, my my team name is the Hockliffe Tantrums, based on my uh, temperament. Um, I'm renaming them for this season the Hockliffe Injury Plague just because my entire squad seems to go down with injuries. We've got Shane Vereen who's who's out for the season now and that, that leaves a sticky running back situation in New York. Uh, for anyone out there who, who owns Vereen or is looking for a spot start this week, who are you picking up to cover that loss? 
Well, I I do have Shane Vereen. Annoyingly, uh, didn't. Picked him up, got him, should have started him, didn't. Luckily, I was playing you, but we'll talk about that later. And uh, and now he's a, and now now he's out. So I I'm in a bit of a, a bit of a bind. I probably need to get myself running back over the next few weeks. Because um, when he was on the field, he looked you know he looked good, points and yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one. And there ain't there ain't too many uh, there ain't too many options uh, there for backs for me. I think one of the options that's looking quite solid to pick up, because although they, they didn't have a particularly good game, I thought the guy Howard, the rookie at the Bears um, against the Cowboys, had a really decent game. Nine carries, 45 yards. Um, he looked pretty solid. And with Jeremy Langford going down injured for the next six or seven weeks, he looks like he's getting a starting job at the Bears. Um, so, and he's on the waiver wire for, I think it's like 90-odd percent of the league. So he's someone that might be worth investing yeah, I mean, it's not every league where Jordan Howard's been picked up already. Ours is already, one of them. Already, yeah. I know. <laughs> Ours is one of them, uh, and he was picked That's up amazing. last week. So um, I was going to say, that doesn't help me. That's yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to help you, Craig. You're ahead of me. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean you've, you've got the absolute train wreck that is the Miami backfield as well. I mean, pick the bones out of that. There seems to be five running backs in the league that you can start with confidence and then there's 30, uh, 27 teams with committees. It just it's a minefield, and it's a week to week it's a week to week situation. And you look at Shady McCoy; he's had two dumb weeks. No one in their right mind would have ever said he would have gone off like that. And look at Atlanta last night; their two running yeah. backs going off twenty six well, points the each. Week they've done that though, haven't they? That's twenty six points each. Yeah, mental. Ridiculous. But that's a, that's a, that. That offense looks unreal. That Matty Ice looks like the Matty Ice of, you know, the last or the second to last year of Tony Gonzalez. I mean, he is playing some serious football at the minute. And that offense looks like, uh, you know, a, a reasonable, not reasonable, a high-powered, the high-powered offense we expected it to be. That That is a contender in Atlanta, although the defense is bad. I, I would temper that. I, I, I think that. Saints defense. I, w- I watched that game today, actually, um, and that that yeah, Saints ev- defense. Everyone will score points on that defense. Yeah, it's it's like a calendar. It's unbelievably poor, and uh, I would temper expectations with that Atlanta team, to be honest. Um, any other fantasy news you want to mention, guys? Only that Gurley finally turned up. Mm. He's um, been kept very quiet for the first couple of weeks. Finally broke out um, in the Rams. In the Rams win, um, I think 19 points got me over the line in my matchup. It was nice for owners of him who've no doubt either spent a very high draft pick or a lot of their dollars in an auction league on Gurley, and he's been frustrating, but he finally got going. Um, so it'd be nice to see if he can keep it up and um, do what he's supposedly doing. I think it would be silly not to mention Russell Wilson's injury. I don't know if you saw that. It was horrific, his leg. The knee. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. That, 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 was, nice. that was eye-wateringly nasty, and that could have major fantasy implications, not only for Russell Wilson owners, but Kristen Michael owners, Thomas Rawls Doug owners Baldwin. when he comes back, Dud Baldwin, Jimmy Graham. There's a lot of implications on that offense and the teams that they play. Um, yeah. If if Wilson misses time, I would suggest that you pick up if you're streaming defenses, you pick up anyone playing the playing the Seattle Seahawks because they are just going to run the ball and it will be a, a ten man box essentially. And I, I don't think they they just don't look like they can they they were clicking 
Uh, and I, I think that's going to be difficult for any backup to come in and, and, and fix if it, 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 and depend on the time that Russ does miss. So I, I don't like that. I don't like that at all from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, it's a bad no. situation. Really bad situation in Seattle. If uh, you, you, you saw what happened for them when they played the Rams, when Russ was um, even at like fifty percent fitness, with him out, it's they, they, they could be they could really really struggle. I think. I don't know what the situation is with the backups in Seattle, but uh, I don't think I've heard of anyone. And uh, is anyone else? It, it, it's a rookie, I think, that they've picked up Travon Boykin, and, and no name who's going to struggle. Um, it'll be the running game for them, isn't it? Travon Boykin. I should have used that one. That is the one. That should have been in the quiz. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's our first visit to Fantasy Corner over and done with. We'll um, we'll visit again next week. Like an end zone that ends in a waterfall. A shower that showers you in tiny footballs. It's a football fantasy like no other. Like having a best friend that's your quarterback brother. So, yeah, Tremone Boykin. I mean, that's a big deal for... That's something a coach has got to do. He's got to, he's got to get that kid. He's got to coach him up. And that leads us very nicely into our segment about what type of coaches we'd be as, as uh, avid NFL watchers. Now, I've got to own up here. I've actually coached American football. A little bit. Yeah. I've coached Craig <laughs> at American football. Uh, well, wow. let's 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 not use the word to you know what I mean. Coach stood Prim- there, Prim- was around. <laughs> well, Craig, as as someone who's had first hand experience of my coaching, what would you? And let's let's be honest. Let's not. There's no bants about this. How would you sum up my coaching style? <laughs> oh, 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 there's plenty of bants about it. <laughs> Boys, I'm just going to grab my popcorn here and sit down and watch yeah, it. Because I, I would say that I was probably out of my depth as an offensive coordinator because you need experience to do that. Um, co- coaching is not necessarily... And also need to be aware of everybody else around you, which sometimes you're not great at. No, no offence. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but... Um, <laughs> The, the one thing that everybody sits at home and they say, oh, what are they running that play for? Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? Unless you've stood there with a clipboard and had to think, there is so much going on, literally so much going on all the time. You're thinking about time. You're thinking about shit. Am I, especially at the level we played at, Craig, you, you're thinking about getting everybody involved. You're thinking about uh, position groups, matchups. There, there's so much going on. You don't have a team of assistants with you, so you're, you're literally it. It's, it's a difficult thing. It's a really difficult thing. I think when I first started as as the cheaters, one of the cheaters coaches, I was uh, the special teams coach, and I loved that because you could put your own stamp on that, and you only had to you only had to be involved in the game for a very short period of time, and you could make a massive difference. And I was immeasurably better at that than I was at offensive coordinating. But going back to the question, Craig, what how would you sum up my coaching style? <laughs> I think that. Well, Doug, this may be news to you, but a people person, you were not. Now, give him. I'll tell you why. I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell you why Doug did well um, at special teams. And in fairness, some of the stuff that was achieved in special teams that year was reasonable. It's because you can, you can, you can sort of. It's a lot of tangibles. You can, you know pretty much make some specific decisions, kick the ball in the air for this amount of time. You guys need to get there by this time. Job done. Uh, it, you know, obviously uh, simplifying it a little bit. I think the the, the, the challenge and uh, the, the reason that, you know, I wanted to talk about this is that I think the best coaches 
and I think the NFL represents that, is they do what they need to do depending on who they have available. And that's the thing. I think the real problem in NFL and what I would absolutely, you know, my my approach um, would absolutely be is you've got to get the best out of the best players. And I think that means you need to be malleable. You need to learn how to keep people on site. You need to be really aware that you never know, you might need that guy down the line. And if he ain't going to play, he ain't going to play. If he ain't going to help the team, but he may still be around. And that, that you know, I don't get, that is what the likes of Belichick maybe do, that they just know and people buy into a culture and buy into a, in, into an understanding that this is how we do it. We're going to get the best out of what we have and I'm going to make it work. In my defence, I don't have as long with my players as Belichick did. <laughs> I, I had three hours on a Sunday. You know what I mean? It's, it's not so. He probably gets six or seven hours. But in in fairness, I've always wanted to go back to it. I've always wanted to go back to it. I I love the planning element, and and the reason I love the special team stuff was that, like Craig said, there was tangibles. When when I started the special team stuff, I said this year we want to create this many turnovers. We want to not give up any touchdowns. We want to do this, we want to do this, we want to do this. And you can work towards that and you don't need extremely talented people to play special teams. You need a few edge cases and people who will do what they're told. Um, going into the offense, I've got no interest in defense, by the way. I, I, just no interest. Going into the offensive side of it, the things, the thing I learned was that you need to establish pretty early what it is you want out of it. The question I asked our head coach at the time was, are we for inclusion or are we for performance? Because if you're for performance, half the team doesn't matter. You just brush them away and say, well, you can come on when we're 50 points up. I was given the answer that we were for inclusion. So you include everybody and you try and involve everybody. Given my time again, I would say the people that don't play are happy if you're winning. So don't worry about it. Which means that my style would be to focus heavily, and I mean heavily, on finding out what the specific aspects of our team we we are successful at and what we're bad at. So I would focus entirely on isolating what players are good and building an offence around them. And I wouldn't care about anything else. So from my perspective on this, and I... I, I... I think a similar way with American football as I do with um, soccer in that is I I think that man management has got a place in it and I think that playing to your strengths has got a place in it clearly Um, but for me it's sport comes down to tactics and schemes and that's what wins you games Um, you can have teams that aren't the best um, you know, equipped in terms of the level of talent that they have, although clearly that helps. But you've there's so much evidence of successful sides winning massive competitions without having the best talent, but because they're set up the best and they figure out ways to beat the opposition because they've worked out what their strengths and weaknesses are. And that's where I think Belichick is the best at this. Um in possibly in NFL history, he can work out when he can do the study on the opposite side and work out what they're good at and figure out a way given his talent and what he's got in his roster to stop it. And he can work out particularly what his team are good at and find out 
ways of using that to exploit the opposition. I think it comes down to scheme, it comes down to tactics, um, and the team that has the best scheme wins the day. And so that's how I would always try and start my place. Man management has got, you know, it's it's obviously it's important, and it's especially with the egos of players that you've got today, you need to be able to tickle their ass a little bit and make them happy, and you know, make sure that they're they're excited and they're enjoying playing for the club. But as Dougie said. Ultimately, if you're winning, people will be happy whether you're a, a wanker of a manager or whether you're a nice guy. Win the game, and the best way to do that is to have the best scheme, the best tactics, and be able to overcome whatever opposition you've got based on the talent that you've got. My my uh, my final thing that I want to say about this is we all eulogise about Bill Belichick, and he is fantastic. But you look around the NFL at the moment, Mike Zimmering in, uh, in um, Minnesota. You've got Bruce Arians in Arizona. Look at what Arians did with that Colts team. Effectively, the same Colts team that Pagano has got now. And it, for that one season Pagano was gone, the Colts were amazing. So yeah. it comes down to knowing, it comes down to whether or not you're a good football coach. And I don't think man management plays as big a part as you might think. I think it comes down to good players and a good coach. I think that, I, I think it's balanced, man. I think that you look at the good coaches. Um, you may you, you you talk about Arians and look at the time he's having now. You know, I think that rah rah stuff only lasts for so long. I, I do think man management is important. You look at, you know, you can't get the best out of your best players if you don't know how to how, how, how to make them. You know, you've got the situation in New York with uh, with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and you know, how's he going to react to actually finally being? You know, criticised by his coach. There is there is a way of doing that, and I, I I agree. I think you know analytics play a part. I think you, like I've said already, you need to put people in the best position to be successful. But equally, you need to create an environment. You need to make sure that that the the players are buying into something that you can't have. Uh, you know, twenty two guys or fifty six guys all out there um, trying to play for themselves 52 guys sorry trying to play for themselves they need to buy into uh, uh, into a uh, into a into a culture and you know forget you know obviously we we had our and maybe it would be different at the lower levels Doug I think at the lower levels yeah you know you got seven or eight good players and you, you would beat most teams anyway so it doesn't matter but in the NFL everybody's fucking good and we've already seen over the first three weeks the amount of injuries that have taken place and who the hell would think you would be down to your third string running back by week three it happens so I, I think that there's a there's a whole lot that goes into it scheme yes get the best out of your players but you've got to, got to get people on board you've got to have a culture I, I, I think you're right for, for me that what's the easiest culture to buy into? Winning. Yeah. Winning games. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And I just, just want to wrap this up by saying that the lower levels, you walk into a club, the first thing you should do is go evaluate players, not on where they say they play, but on where you think they should play. You go into any American football club in Britain and you get the biggest, hardest guy goes, I want to play middle linebacker. So he plays middle linebacker. He might be the best tight end that's ever played in British American football because he's a big lad. He plays middle linebacker. A lot of players play out of position and I don't think enough time's given to finding where these players play. I mean, look at you, yourself, Craig. You played running back. You played receiver. You never played corner, did you? No. no you'd have been a great corner. You'd have been a great strong safety, to be honest. That would have been your perfect position. But nobody ever... 
nobody, but, yeah. nobody ever said, Craig, you should play strong safety. Do you know what I mean? You should have been a safety. No, it was all right, receiver. Receiver was where I wanted to play. It, it yeah, that, receiver's where you wanted to play, Craig, <laughs> but that's not where you should have played. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you the reason that I should have played receiver, but this is off topic, is because I could catch. And that's the thing. I don't I don't disagree with you. And actually, I, I like the idea of playing defense. I played a bit of corner, played a bit of safety, just because I like the understanding of the game. But at our level, not everyone could catch, and I could catch anything. Which is why I played receiver. Not the season, but I, I should never. Anyway. But I should. I should never have been a running back. Should we move on then, boys? I think uh, it's time we checked in with the village idiot, isn't it? And uh, gave Russ a call. Well, now that he's uh, a fully fledged Cardinals fan, I need to start taking the piss out of him. You do really. Um... What? Why? Because it's one of the teams that you support as well, or don't support. Or... <laughs> yeah, well, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's one of the three percent of uh, sports teams that Mark doesn't actively follow. <laughs> um, all right, let's give him a bell. Rusty, how we doing? How's it going? Not too bad. Are you? Uh, are you fully, fully synced up with the NFL this week? Then are you? Are you? Uh, I. Are you feeling I fully... it? I fully immersed myself in, in NFL glory this week. I, I'm now, I'm now officially. I'm not just a, a Cards follower. I'm a Cards fan. Excellent. Um, nice. You uh, you watched all or nothing, didn't you, this week? Yeah, I got uh, on your recommendation. I managed to to get a, get on Amazon, not Netflix, and uh, yeah, that was an oversight. But, with a with a thirty day free trial, I shan't be continuing the subscription, but I'll get through all eight <laughs> eight or nine episodes in the meantime. And actually, being a being a, a sports fan and seeing behind the scenes and all that sort of stuff actually gives you a really really decent insight, and it's expanded my knowledge no end in just the first two episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great show. So it's really great, and um, I, you, you're going to keep watching it this week. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Just to see, even even like learning about the the, the roster and the, what the general manager does to bring people in and how he's responsible for for the drafting and getting the players in and all that sort of stuff. It was it was just really eye opening to the whole world of the NFL rather than just what I perceived as the the game on the pitch. It's quite slow. Yeah. Um, onto that, you, you you watched the first half, I believe, of the Cardinals game this week. Is it as slow as you think? How, how did no. you find it? See, so the first time ever I've sat down and, and watched it properly and given it a, a full open-minded chance and it wasn't half as slow. I didn't find myself clock watching, didn't look at the clock hardly at all until the last two minutes of the second quarter where it just seemed to go on forever. Um, the rest of the time was actually quite enjoyable. Um, just seeing how they managed the game and, and how the, the, the offensive line matched up and um, actually watching that rather than the ball on your advice as well. Just uh, so not, not ball watching. That's tough going, trying to uh, watch a bit of offensive line play. First watch, how did you find it? Did you, were you able to work out who's doing what? No, not really. I, <laughs> now I know, you know, now I know you've got the, what the, what kind of the positions are, are doing and what they're meant to be doing. Um, you know, so from watching All or Nothing, I found that this guy Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald. So yeah, they, they they converted him from a like a an outside running back into an inside running back, and now he runs receiver. Receiver yeah. is that right? Yeah. right. The yeah. running back's the guy at the back who, who's like the yeah. um, David Dave, David Johnson. Yeah, yeah. 
who was the rookie who they picked up who looks a class act um and they switched him from outside to inside and you can see straight away that you know he he, he can pick more ball up so i can see his run goes straight to then snap out rather than going wide and, and around if that yeah. makes any sense yeah I, I he does a lot of blocking as well larry fitz he does a lot of yeah. blocking and that, yeah oh, good yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting that you've picked that up so quickly. I mean, it, you know, some people can watch a game for years and not not actually know know about stuff like that. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, you you mentioned you'll, you'll notice as well. You'll you'll find that within, like, as you mentioned, within the last couple of minutes of the half and stuff that slows down, it's an excuse I've used with my missus for donkey's years, where she'll come in and say, "How long is there left of this game?" And you'll say, "Oh, two minutes." And two minutes. She's only, she's, only, she's only just started to learn now. <laughs> that, that, that actually that, means forty-five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. A, a lot yeah, of it. It was, uh, it was interesting. Yeah, a lot of it's to satisfy TV markets to get the advertising yeah. breaks in and and yeah. and the like. So you'll 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 start to tune that out, and you know the more you watch it, the more you'll um, you know. That's when I tend to flick to red zone in a game is is during the last two minutes because then you can pick up, you know, more games, more action from around the league. So, but anyway, um, you know. Are you, are you actually feeling any attachment to the cards yet, or are they still just a team? I, I am. No, I am. And, and what All or Nothing's done is given me that, you know, that almost personability to it. So just when they go and they were talking about the, the sort of defensive, the secondary, defensive secondaries. So one of one of the favourite, or my early favourite players is um, Patrick Peterson. Who abs- absolutely pulled one out of his ass at the weekend as well? Hell of a hell of a catch, right? Incredible hell of a catch, yeah. Um, and he and he, he's he's got previous for doing things like that as well by the looks of things. And yeah, but but there was there was three or four of them in in a room together. I can't remember who they all were, but they they, they it's, it's the teams within the teams within the teams. Mm. So obviously you have got the attack and the defense and the special teams, and then you've got the 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 defensive tackles and then you've got the secondary so so every team's got its team within the team which and they all seem to be really close and really sort of tight knit so it, it's really you know, it's good to see there's mm. so so many layers to the game I mean um, in in that respect how how would you compare it to your your first love the 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 egg chasing well it's from what I thought was going to be a lot of similarities it's actually well there are with regards to the the physicality but it's it's completely different because I think the, the the forwards and the backs yes you've got that that sort of bond there with with a group especially the forwards um the backs not so much because they're a bit bit sort of primo and I don't know whether you know it's the same with the the attacking with the wide receivers and that sort of stuff <laughs> who like all the glory of the touchdowns and catch, catching the ball and that um but actually it's the guys it's the guys in the middle doing the grunting that that actually make the game what it is and, and allow the space for the people like um, Carson and uh, T-Rod Taylor whatever his name is who um, Tyrod Ty 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 Tyrod who, who rushed massively on Saturday broke a Bills record didn't he unless I'm mistaken oh, he did Some, yes, somebody's been writing stats down haven't they <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah go on sorry Russ and, uh, yeah sorry and uh, yeah so the guy it just made me realise that the, the guys that do the hard yards in the middle open the space up for everybody else out wide, which is kind of similar to rugby, really, when you when you got the rucks and the malls and dragging people in and then using the space out wide. I think one of the one of the things I always found really interesting was when I was watching the England national team when Clive Woodward was was taking over, he took a lot of his 
coaching mentality I understand from watching an interview with him from American football and that he started doing what American football does and that he had the backs off with the backs coach and the forwards off with the forwards coach and he had teams within teams and he had specialists come in to pick each one up and he took that from the like the, the offensive guys and the even down to like you know the, the props had coaches and the, the fly halves had a coach um, because he thought it worked far better when they had a specialist in particularly look at that position group and that was it so we didn't just group everyone together and get them running or even the backs and the forwards he broke it down again which I think was something they took from American football so there's also similarities in that way of how rugby I think has changed a little bit and something that it's taken from American football Russ, um, so, you know, I'm not sure if you're aware, I'm not the biggest rugby fan. <laughs> and uh, so, as someone who is, you know, just obviously dipping his foot in the water, you already said, am I right in thinking you had a, a reasonably negative view of American football before this little experience? Not not even reasonably negative. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was entirely negative. And and that was because I not really I'd seen it as a, a load of overpaid, overhyped, padded up primos that didn't really do anything. You know, it was all about the the whooping and the cheering. Whereas, and I'm still obviously massively novice, but but watching the little bits that I have, and I'm hoping obviously now I'll get a little bit more into it. But to to understand the, the complexities of American football are far deeper, and the layers, as Doug said, are more. There's much more to it than than all of the the pomp and circumstances or goes along with the the NFL brand. I mean, it is super tactical, extremely tactical. But tell me, and I suppose it's a difficult comparison, so I won't even ask you. But is it exciting? Do you find their American football exciting? Yes. In, in the early in the early days, yes, I do. And I watched the uh, the the condensed Bills Jets last week, which really hurt my head because it was just it was relentless. After yeah. Watching, after watching the the first full half of a whole game properly mm. with the breaks and the, and the chat and having a listen to what was actually going on, it started to make sense and it was enjoyable. Mm. And it's something you can watch and you don't have to be. You don't have to be 100% immersed in because you get that opportunity to to sit back if there's something else on the telly. If you're watching on an iPad, or you can you can take a break and you can you can go away, come back, you know, and and see. Maybe not much has changed because they're they're being on a second or third down, and you've not missed anything. Whereas in other sports, potentially you would miss more, and I like I like that. Well, that's 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 good news. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna give you a break from the pod now for a couple of weeks, and hopefully, I'll still keep setting you little assignments, uh, you know, after every Sunday, so I can so my game pass is free. But we'll we'll keep you uh, we'll we'll keep you um, in the loop, and hopefully, come on in a couple of weeks, and you'll be fully into it. In fact, hopefully, you'll be calling me saying I want to come on. I've got stuff to say. But um, nice, yeah, Russ. Thank thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving up your time, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers for that. Take it easy. There you go, then, lads. I think we've got a we're we're, we're on the way to convert. I feel like a a missionary in sort of seventeen hundreds America. Um, you know, we'll check back in on Russ. We'll keep going. Um, and hopefully, he'll stay true to his word and uh, honour the Cardinals, or else he'll become like Mark and support four hundred teams. What's going to happen 
Doug, when there's one less person who likes rugby and they're all for American football, mate. Uh, never once. You, you know, it's going to be it's, it's going to be a lonely place for you, mate. Never once did he say that he'd stop liking rugby, Craig. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> the question is: the, the question is, is he going to be able to convince Craig to start liking rugby? Yeah, that, 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 that's, uh, that's just, a big one. That's a big one. You, you need to you need to go on his podcast, Craig. Yeah, it's a silly game, though. That is the problem. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on to the. Uh, Everyone's favourite new segment, the one-sentence previews. Are we all ready to go nuts? Yes. I'm finding yeah, my, sentence, oh, oh, my, my me, sentences are getting less and less each week. Okay, yeah, but that's good. That's good. Musical suggestions, guys. What am I going to... Because I did the Benny Hill theme tune last week on suggestions. So what are we going to go for this week? Um, Star Wars. Star Always. Wars. What, uh, the Imperial March? Yeah. Yeah. That. Okay. Let me just uh, hang on. Hang on. Um, there we go. Okay. And Imperial <laughs> March. Let's do it. Um, Dolphins. Bengals. Expect the garbage time general to rally his troops yet again. Colts. Jaguars. Battle of the underperformers here could be awful. This game. Titans. Texans. Let's see if JJ Watt can find his feet again. I'm worried for old Marcus. Browns, Redskins. Does anyone really care? <laughs> Seahawks, Jets. <laughs> oh, God almighty, please, Fitz, no more interceptions. Bill, Bills, Patriots. And the Bills back. A tough trip to the undefeated Pats will shed some light. Panthers, Falcons. If the Panthers lose this, hit the panic button. Raiders, Ravens. The shock undefeated Ravens host the exciting Raiders in a potentially thrilling encounter. Lions, Bears. Utter, utter dreck. Probably the game of the week, though. Broncos, Bucks. Let's see if Trevor keeps this going. This one could be a lot of points. Rams, Cardinals. Gurley is up and running. Can the Cards bounce back from the Bills to stop him? Saints, Chargers. Two entertaining teams to watch that desperately need a win to go with that flair. Cowboys, 49ers. Feed the Zeke. Are the Niners going to stack the box? And stop the hundred rushing attempts from the Cowboys. Chiefs against Steelers. Lev returns, but will the Steelers form? And Giants against Vikings. An unexpected battle for NFC supremacy. And that rounds it up, lads. That was absolutely mint. Seamless. <laughs> and, and we're all getting it now. We're all getting the uh, we're getting the headline right, and I love it. Um, okay. So, any other business, Mark? It's. Um, I, I had a few things for this, but I'm going to have to put them on the sideline for now um, yeah. because Big Sam has turned up and he's made my any other business life for this week. What the fuck is that moron doing? He gets the job of his life in his 60s and he's managed to throw it all away after 67 days. <laughs> the guy is a greedy... Little England prick. Um, and, you know, I think it's the press clearly go after stories. And I think there's a lot of people saying things like, oh, you know, the press are poisonous, digging up all this stuff. No, 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 don't buy that. If the press are fully aware that Big Sam is the type of person that will shit all over his employer before he's even played a game with them, then he deserves everything he gets. And the fact is that if... It's not as though other England managers don't get targeted with this type of smear campaign. They're just not stupid enough to fall for it. Big Sam, you've gone, you've you, you ended up with 
and annoyingly, the the only perfect record in England manager history of one game, one win. Um, but I'm I'm not sad to see you go at all. And what a shambles English football is in at the moment on that side. Mate, just to, just to say, <laughs> how can you spend your whole career moaning effectively that you didn't get the England job because you've got this, you know, image of being Del Boy and you got sacked because you are literally Del Boy. You're a fucking idiot, mate. You are lit. What a penis. Like, how dumb can you possibly be? I, I actually didn't have a problem with Big Sam getting the job. Like, and the FA made such a big deal about getting a new manager and you could, you literally couldn't write it. What a clusterfuck. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> Craig. So, um, I don't, you guys might not know this, but I'm a bit of a, a trainer collector. And uh, it was my 30th birthday in August, and I managed to grab a pair of, uh, they're, they're called Gel Like Free Till Dragons. They're a collaboration. They're lovely. They're, they're really good. But what the point that I was making is I don't know if anybody actually collects shit. And I've like I've always liked trainers, I've always liked clothes, but I started collecting trainers probably about a year and a half ago, two years ago properly. And it is such a satisfying feeling when you have been looking for a pair of trainers in a specific condition, in a specific size for so long, and you get them. So just a shout to collecting and these beautiful pair of trainers that I've managed to get. I will throw them up on Twitter over the weekend. Fuck I, I, own, I, I own three pairs of trainers, and I think that's, <laughs> oh, I think that's one too many. <laughs> yeah. I, I own and pair of trainers, <laughs> and pair. That's it. <laughs> How many feet have you? You're not a millipede, for fuck's sake. I, I am so. <laughs> I love them. They're the best. Oh, word trainers. Wow. Jesus Christ. Trainers. Trainers. Um, my any other business, Craig? You're gonna love this. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> Rugby. Yeah. <laughs> Saracens, specifically Saracens against Harlequins. Every week. Saracens against Harlequins. Craig, I know you're not a rugby fan. I know. I don't know if you heard. Have you even listened to last week's pod? I have. Look me in the eye. Have you listened to last week's pod, Craig? I've listened to the first half of last week's pod. Ah! <laughs> 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 there is a test coming. It's been a busy week. <laughs> um, anyway, so did, have you, you? You obviously knew that we. You know that we had uh, Russ on from the um, All Over podcast. Go and listen to them; they're really good. Um, and and we're trying to convert Russ from rugby, not from rugby to American football, but but to become an American football fan from being a rugby fan. And I suggested that you should go and speak to them about the finer arts of rugby. Now, if there was ever a game that you could watch that would turn you on to rugby, it would be the first half of Saracens against Harlequins. Now, Saracens are effectively the New England Patriots of rugby. Harlequins are the Tennessee Titans. Saracens, and specifically this this, this guy, Mario Toji, they, he hasn't lost a game for over a year. He, he has not appeared in the game that they have lost for over a year. The, the European Premiership champions, Saracens, possibly the best club side ever. And Harlequins took them apart in the first half. And there was a period leading up to the end of the first half from about 30 minutes in to half time, where Saracens were camped two metres away from the opposition line 
and I have never experienced anything like it at a rugby ground before. Just utter, complete selflessness from a team and complete desire not to let the opposition cross the line. It was just beautiful to watch. And they managed to turn the ball over in the end after 10 minutes of just stoic defence and the release of pressure from these players. It was just... I've never seen players react so naturally to to something that they've they've been striving to put their body on the line and it, and they've achieved what they wanted to achieve and you could see it visually represented on their faces. It was unbelievable and it, I'm going to try and get a hold of a copy of that last that that ten minutes, Craig, and give it to you because honestly, if I you don't, like, I if, feel like you I feel like you want it, mate. You want to spend a bit of time with it. Alone. I've, I've watched it twice. I've watched it twice. <laughs> you it think you already has. Did, and, did you go outside? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just cracked it out right there. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, if there was ever anything that would make you appreciate rugby, I, I really believe that would be it, and you should you should oh, definitely I'd have give a look it a at go. It. Yeah. Send me it, I'll, I'll try it. and send, I'll try and send you it from somewhere, but it, it's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, it is amazing. Um, that's it. That's it. It's a tight one oh three this week with a few Skype issues. So um, we'll leave it there, lads, and we'll get back together for week four, shall we? Nice one. Yeah, nice. Cool. Cheers, lads. Cheers, lads. Welcome to John Montana Sports Talk Football. <laughs> okay, so this bit's our little niche part for the twelve guys in the Wonkers to a Man Fantasy Football League. If you if you're not affiliated with that league and you're still around, you if we had anything to give you, we'd give you it. Congratulations. Mall <laughs> um, over podcast. I don't know. They're, they're getting shit sent to them by Canterbury in buckets. It's ridiculous. <laughs> no one's sending us shit. Anyway, in fact, people in our league ain't even listening to this bit. So what are you doing listening to it? Um, so, yeah, well, let's just talk about the utter abortion that is my fantasy team this year. Right, let's start. Let's have it right. Your team is fucking awful. It is shit. Well, I, I, I went all in on... Look, you can't fault me for my convictions. I went all in on Mariotta, and I went all in on on picking players that weren't playing the Chiefs, and I'm all right with that. I I had I had a belief in the players that I picked. You can't say that you can't sit there on your sofa, relaxing, kicking back in your 400 pairs of shoes or whatever it is, and say that yeah. top Doug Martin and Thomas Rawls weren't going to be good at fantasy this year. I'll tell you first and foremost. Let's let everybody know that Dougie and I played each other this week. Now. You scored 70 points, so I wouldn't get too big on it, mate. <laughs> Still... <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm glad you raised that point. I scored 74 points. I had a bad week. My quarterback scored minus two points. My quarterback cost me 2.28 points. I should have scored 76, and I didn't have a tight end. So let's not get, let's not, let's, let's, let's get this in context. I played Dougie's team. Uh, I'm you sure played we'll half of my team because half of my team was injured. I'm sure, I'm sure, excuse me, I'm sure we will get onto a controversy. But I played Dougie's team and Dougie's team got 59 points. Two out of three weeks, Doug, your team hasn't scored 60 points. Now, for whatever you want to say, injuries happen to everyone. Here's the point in terms of how you've approached fantasy. The approach with the Chiefs, 
be it as it may, I've got no problem with that. Fair enough. Two mistakes you've made. Firstly, not play, paying over 30 bucks for any one player. That seems to be a mistake. Two, not picking a kicker or seeing any value in a kicker. That was a mistake. And three, seeing no value in the defence. That was a mistake. So your whole approach to fantasy football this year in this auction format seems to have been at week three stage a mistake. Either way, I dicked on your team and my quarterback cost me points and I didn't have a tight end. So such is life, innit? Yeah, um, yeah, whatever. Um, my kicker scored more than your starting wide receiver and... No, he didn't. Position. Doug Baldwin was my starting wide receiver. He scored 20 points. Well, you'll find that in... Well, so, whatever. Uh, you're, uh, so one what? of your starting... <sighs> actually, no, your actual starting wide receiver was Willie Sneed and he's... No, Willie Sneed starts for Martin. You're just the most poorly informed player I've ever, you know. You're gonna get back, you're gonna get back to your shouting loudest, aren't you? Who I, I shouting loudest? I win the argument. I've so, shouted the loudest. Well, you don't need to shout loud when you can mute people, do you? Though it doesn't it doesn't matter that what you're talking no, about. No, but I'm is giving actually, you the platform here, Craig. I'm not we, muting you're, you because you're well, you're, you're digging you're, your you're, own you're hole, talking, son. You're, you're talking. You're digging your own. You're digging your own hole. You're, you're poorly you're informed. Talking. As usual, talking and talking shit, might I add. Last week, I'm just going to get the uh, the stats out for your uh, dog shit team. Yeah, my, my dog, dog shit team, who was starting a running back, <laughs> who basically w- was washing cars a week ago because all of my other running backs are practically invalids or cripples, for want of a more PC term. Well, who's fault is that, Doug? Everybody, everybody gets injuries. Stop Not everybody gets that. their... They're starting two everybody, running backs injured. Will Fuller, sorry. So you had Fuller at Houston, scored three points. You had Edelman score you five. So whatever, mate. Like, you, 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 can't, you can't talk. Everybody suffers injuries. Everybody's starters go down. My starting quarterback went down in week one, mate. Like, and I... And I on Your the starting quarterback was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who was his starting okay. quarterback at the start of the year? Was Griffin. Robert Griffin. And Robert Griffin, and, right. And yeah, because that, that was a bit of fantasy genius, draft, that was, wasn't I it? Draft, well, it wasn't, Jesus was it? Christ. But I did bitch about it, like you. Honestly. Oh, my God. My two running backs. Oh, my God. I am the Hockliffe injury plague. Oh, my God. Shut up, mate. You picked a bad team and you got a bit of bad luck like the rest of us. But your team is just so shit that your bad luck has exposed you for the dog shit side that you have. Okay, so your point about drafting kickers. So you drafted the kicker and and you think it was a really well thought out plan, right? No, Uh, not well thought out. A reasonable decision. Okay, so he's got two points more than, than Blair Walsh, who I picked up off the street. Uh, by week three, and in two of those weeks, he's scored. He's beat. He's scored more points than my opposition's receivers. It's two, it's two points, Craig. What point are you making? What point are you making? The point is, you can't pick uh, uh, twelve top kickers. You can pick one or two. I picked one of the one or two, and he's been very good all year. You're that talking shit, Craig. For five dollars, when you ended up with money and you didn't pick a kicker, and how many points have you scored weekly, Doug? Craig, like, there's, there's three kickers who are free agents that are that, pitch, are, that are higher than him pitch, in the standings. You scored fifty-seven points this week. You scored fifty-eight points last week. Like I don't know, Craig. What Craig, you, Craig, how are you talking? I had three how of my starters last week go down with injury in the first three minutes of their games. Everybody got. Everybody gets injuries, Doug. Not, no, everybody, no, everybody gets injuries, Craig. They don't get three starters go down in the first quarter of a game. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody. There's, there's but you care because you're still you're the one banging on about it. 
I'm not banging on about it. I'm saying you've been how shit. Are you, how are you not you're banging on about one, it? You're banging on about it right now. You're the one banging on about the injuries, mate. I am saying you're I'm responding shit. to what you're saying, Craig. And what you're saying is 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 summed up. Uh, it would be termed in the Oxford English Dictionary as utter bollocks. No, no, no. no it would. No, no, the, 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 the and I know, I know that you're. I know that you think. You I know that you know that I'm talking sense because your voice is getting louder, and that's how you 66, win arguments. Sixty-six percent of the time, you haven't scored more than sixty points. Anyway, so, let's talk about your cheating. Should we talk about well, how you cheated uh, last week? Well, uh, and, and, here, and, and you're moaning again. Should we talk let's about talk how you're cheating? We've got five minutes. Let's get this done. <laughs> I don't think that's long enough. But this this has escalated quickly. <laughs> but it hasn't. This has been going on all week. That my whole thing during this conversation was that, yeah, my team's been pretty shit. I've had injuries. That shit happens. You're the one that's hammering <laughs> the point, mate. <laughs> that's exactly what you didn't say. <laughs> you're the, you're the one that's the hammering the point. Of what you just said. You've literally said the opposite of what you just said. So, so tell me, Doug, how, how did I cheat, mate? What, what's wrong? What's wrong, mate, Doug? There is no way. On have an app, on my, have a seat on my cap, couch. There is there is no way on an app that you can accidentally okay. drop someone. Okay. No way. Okay. Tell tell us about the story that you said was exactly the same. I'd keyed up that I wanted to pick up a kicker and drop a quarterback. Went to come out of the app, it crashed. But where I'd been pressing the button, something had happened, and I went back into the app and I dropped Winston. You don't even believe that. You literally don't even believe that. I believe it more than I believe your bullshit. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. What was your media action after this catastrophe? Uh, I straight away went onto the football subgroup of WhatsApp and said, this has happened. Everyone knew that I did it. I brought it up. Everyone saw it. Just nobody, you know, nobody said, oh, well, I will give you Winston back. Because I didn't bitch about it like you. I didn't bunch my panties uh, up into I, I, a tight I, little ball and go around, oh, I've dropped the wrong player. Please let me have him back. My whole life is fucked because I dropped some bloke called Park. Oh, that, no. That's it. That's a, that's and a, then when you got called out, when you got called out, you sat on your sofa and you went straight into Craig mode, which is shout as loud as you can till you get your own way. That's exactly what happened. You must have been shout, a horrible shout, child. A horrible shout, child. Shout. Shout as loud as you can through text message. That's an awesome trick. So I selected two players. I deselected one, pressed go, went back, and it hadn't done what I'd asked it to do. Now, everybody who's used the app will know there are glitches in the app. Are there glitches in the app, Craig? Because that's what uh, I was uh, saying. A minute. If you do, if you do your waiver, if you do your waiver priority, it will select something or one update what you've done. That's what exactly what I said. Uh, what you're describing is the app crashing never happened to me. Either way, it was obviously a very clear mistake, and the commissioner made his decision. Stop bitching and trying to fuck other people up because your team is so shit. You were the type of child who isn't when he didn't forgot his homework. When I didn't he forget it. Out and when he didn't do his homework, he said, oh, but miss, but miss, he didn't do his homework last week either. Mate, shut up. What a bitch move. Get better. Stop crying. Pull your skirt down, mate. Do you know what I mean? That, and, I'm, and, and, I, 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 and you and Damo, you know, go, 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 go do your little bit shit together. Do you know what I mean? That, that's you lot. The, on, the very, only reason you very, got your way and bitch. I didn't get mine was because who picked up I Winston? I handed it like an adult who, and you handed it like a child. I, you handed that's it like that. an adult. You essentially, with that, with that, Jen, you essentially, that, essentially I, I, you I'm stood out. there and held your breath. You held your yeah. breath and you said, I'm not going to breathe until you give me my player back. 
through, through text message, through yeah. text. Shouts out to Kamish. He's not going to. Uh, he's not going to. He's not going to say, "Yeah, Dougie, you can have you can have Winston back because he got him back himself. He picked him up. Why is he going to? Why is he going to give me back Winston? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> yeah, all right. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going. I'm going to sit here and hold my breath. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm going to stamp my feet. You're please, the kind of kid. Please, you're the kind of kid. Please, please hold you're the kind of kid who, right, he, he couldn't right. get the trainers he wanted when he was a kid, so he laid on the floor in the shop and screamed exactly. until his dad bought them. If, if, you, if you knew my parents, mate, I took a lick in the back of the head if that ever happened. I don't so believe that for a second. Not having it. <laughs> no, I'm not I'll moving. I'm not moving. I'm lying here until I get those trainers. Uh, I, I'm, I'm or you'd going have probably now, called Dad. kicked, kicks or whatever, because you, you, you're really cool. You, you could... You can keep ranting and, and hating and hating. God, so it's so, mate, let the haterade go. Let it go. Let it go. Let the haterade go. The bloke's <laughs> sitting there. He's kicking off more than anyone. Anyway, listen, uh, some other shit happened in the league. No one cares. All right, <laughs> see you later. The two girls are coming out. They're coming. <laughs> I've got to go, boys. Let's catch up about it. Let's catch up about it. All right, see you later, fellas. See you later. Nice one. Cheers. Take it easy. Bye.